I have a cute little story for you. Uh, the other night, my dad and I were on the phone and I was helping him out with some website stuff, but like very basic, like Squarespace, you know, we're, you know, I'm helping him and just going along and I look up we're, we're zooming, like mm-hmm. screen sharing and mm-hmm. we can see each other. And he's like tearing up and I was like, what's going on? And he's like, I'll tell you in a minute. So then we like moved on, did other things. And then I texted him later and I was like, I forgot to ask you like what, what, what was happening what was for crying. you then? He's like, well, I, this is over text. He's like, I just think of you as like a little girl with cat ears. And now you're so good at all this technology stuff. Oh, and I'm oh so like, oh my God. You're like, I'm, I'm still a little, yeah, girl, still with little girl with cat ears. I'm just good at technology <laughs> stuff. That's so, so sweet. Cute. He was just yeah. proud of you because you knew how to do yeah. Squarespace. I know. I was like, this is not impressive. But oh, thank you for thinking. so cute. <laughs> oh, that warms my heart. Okay, so this is totally unrelated, but your technology story just made me think of it because I had an opposite interaction with my dad today. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I got like a work laptop, uh-huh. that one right there. Oh, yeah. And <clears throat> it's a Dell, and I've never had a Dell before. Same. I don't know how to use it. And when I got the webcam, I noticed right away that like you could see some of like the frame of like the computer in oh. the frame of the camera. Like it's when weird. I got the laptop. So I was like, oh, the fucking like webcam is like not yeah. like firmly affixed where it's supposed to be. Right. Like it's like off center or whatever. Cause mm. you can see like black yeah. in the side of like the frame. And then on Friday, I just went to use my computer and it like fully like wasn't working. Oh. But you could see a sliver of light. So I was like the fucking camera like moved right. inside the frame. That sucks. And I was like, oh my God, like the fucking camera yeah. like, moved. So I messaged like the IT guy and I was mm. like, hey, like I think that the webcam has become like detached Defunct, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was like, <laughs> oh no, you don't have one of those models with the sliding camera <gasps> cover, do you? And I was like, do I really I? hope I don't because <laughs> if I do, that would make me an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk downstairs and I look and there's like a sliding oh, camera no. cover that was just like so I guess it was like partially closed <laughs> when I got it more. and then like fully I don't know how it like wow. just opening and closing the computer I, I guess like my mom said it's called a dust cover I just assume it's like so people don't hack in your right. camera and watch yeah you or like watch you naked dance your heart your out um <laughs> welcome send, send tips this is my Venmo um so then I was like Oh my God, this is so this is embarrassing. So, like, sorry. I was like, well, lo and behold, I am an idiot. I was like, I'm going to blame this on the fact that I've always had a Mac and yes. I've never had this before. He was like, don't worry, it happens all the time. I'm like, I know he's just Ooh. saying that to be nice. So then I told my parents this story and my dad was like, guess you're going to need someone younger to help you with technology now. Haley. Oh. Maybe Russell can help figure out your camera. It's oh, like, no. I'm a geriatric millennial. This is so sad. I like pride myself on being like a tech savvy millennial like at work when people are like I don't know how to type I'm like I took typing class in school because I'm so young and now I'm like oh there's a little it's a little slide a little just covers the camera (laughs) oh my god it was so embarrassing (laughs) it was very embarrassing this is the opposite of the technology interaction that you had with your sweet father today (laughs) bless you Rick we invite you to join us on our hunt for all things spooky we're here for the tricks and the treats. I'm Elise. And I'm Haley. And, and this, this is, is Easy, Easy Bake, Bake Coven. Coven. Oh, I have a shout out to do. My friend Sarah, who mm-hmm. I worked with at Outdoor Research, uh-huh. she and I would always talk about podcasts, like creepy murder podcasts. Love it. Good friend to have. And we just haven't talked in a long time. Yeah. And it just never crossed my mind that I should tell her, like, oh, hey, I oh, might like my now. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And so I reached out to her and she's like, okay, great. I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. And she's from Minnesota, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
And so she started from the beginning and listened mm. to our Halloween episode. <laughs> and she told me that, remember Anoka, Minnesota? Yes. And we were like, did we pronounce it yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. She was like, you we got did. it right. Yes. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I got it right just one, now. <laughs> one tally in the correct yeah, pronunciation We were box. like, is it Annika? Oh, yeah. shit. Anoka. No, it's Anoka. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so thank you, Sarah, for listening and for making us feel better about it. That's ourselves. your victory, but I'm also going to claim it as your co-host. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because we both agreed. Anoka. Yeah. Sounded True. right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was totally a part of that. Yeah, we were. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so I have some fun, a fun, lighthearted news story Love it. tonight. Love it. Um, and it kind of falls under the premonition i mean that's a very big stretch but i'm just gonna say my favorite category of spookiness the premonition comes in the form of fortune cookies <gasps> yes so this little lovely story is from north carolina uh, a veteran turned a restaurant meal into a mega millions jackpot <gasps> with the numbers on his fortune, fortune cookie. cookie and he yes. won yeah he oh. won four million dollars oh, nice <laughs> Isn't amazing. His name is Gabrielle Fierro, and he and his wife eat at the Red Bull Asian Bistro in Charlotte, North Carolina, once a week. <gasps> and so, on a whim, he decided to use his fortune cookie numbers in oh last Tuesday's drawing, and his win was the largest in the history of online play in North Carolina. Oh my god! That's <laughs> so awesome. he bought his ticket, added a dollar to make it a mega plier ticket, which mm -hmm. I guess multiplies any win, mm -hmm. and then he matched all five white balls to win a million, which quadrupled to four million. Holy shit! Because of that mega multiplier thing. Oh my god, that's amazing. He said, "I got an email in the morning, and I just stared at it, dumbfounded. I took it and showed it to my wife, and she thought it was an April Fool's joke or maybe a scam. And then when it sunk in." They ran around the house, quote, screaming like a bunch of banshees. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to react to a lottery win. After taxes, he took home $2.8 million. Nice. And what I love the most is that he's 60 and a disabled combat veteran who spent yeah. 32 years in the army, including time in Iraq. And as we know, oh, we don't wow. take very good care of our no. veterans in this country. Sure and don't. so it makes me very happy that he is secured yes. for life. Oh, my God. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go yeah. do a fortune cookie. Just, I mean, it's a good reason to eat more Chinese food, which I yes. don't need a better reason, but I have one now. But like now you're like, um, yeah. this is a financial investment. Two orders of General Sal please because i could win a million dollars yes and 15 fortune cookies <laughs> actually no i guess you only need one you only need mm -hmm. one that right premonition number. is going to be in the right fortune cookie yes you know so I there's your it. there's your knowledge for the day that's Eat more chinese amazing yeah <laughs> love it what are we covering tonight okay we're gonna go back in american history tonight <gasps> yes you know how i love that mm -hmm. okay so first i'm going to share my sources and I'm not going to say the names of any of the articles because they'll give away what we're talking about. Oh, okay. But, oh, fuck, I guess this will give it away. An, <laughs> an article from historichotels.org. <gasps> oh, tell. Oh, tell. I don't know what we're talking about still. No, I didn't. I'd never heard of this until. Oh, boy. Until this. So um, two articles from Legends of America by Kathy Alexander. An article from the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette by Bill Bowden. Mm. And then a few articles from the website of the place that we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> really building the anticipation here god i'm, I'm such I need a to know. powerful crafter of narrative <laughs> you should on the edge of your seat. <laughs> uh, okay so now now i'll okay i'll bring now my creative flair yeah. to storytelling okay so this story starts 
thousands of years ago. Oh, shit. With the legend of a Sioux princess <gasps> who suffered from an eye affliction that caused her to go blind. And the legend says that she washed her eyes in the Basin Spring, which is in, I think, the northern part of Arkansas in the Ozarks. Okay. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. I'm literally looking at you like an idiot. I have my mouth open. <laughs> Your mouth is open and what? nothing has even happened yet. So she washed her eyes in, in the Basin Springs and her sight was restored. <gasps> like the fountain of youth, but the fountain of sight. Right. So word traveled around the region and before long, now I find this like a little bit cheesy, but mm. this is the legend that I found online. Many different tribes or bands were all coming together to enjoy the healing power of the springs. And allegedly there was a pact that there would be no war at this place mm. and there would only be peace and they would all sort of live mm. in harmony amongst the springs. That sounds very That's whitewashed the fairy tale and like, of all. and like mm-hmm. very vague, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like there like, were many bands yeah. who joined together in a pact of peace. Okay, right. sure. But anyway that's the legend that's the legend that's sort of what starts it i love that we are more easily able to believe that her eyeballs were cured from a disease oh yeah no, water than we are about war. Like, no no the springs were magical i don't believe that people didn't fight people over can't them not fight you know i guess maybe get cultures that are a bit more enlightened than ours yes could have maybe yeah i'm just viewing that from the lens of being an american yeah. So the first record of a white settler discovering the springs was in 1856. And this guy named Dr. Alva Jackson had heard the Indian legends. And so he brought his son to the springs also randomly to cure an eye ailment. Mm. And it worked. So when the Civil War broke out, Dr. Jackson set up a hospital there at the springs. And he took care of soldiers from both sides um, and like cared for wounded soldiers there. Like, did he set it up there specifically because of the healing water? Yeah. Yeah. It's all very vague, Mm -hmm. you know, as sort of, as these things go, Yeah, as these Mm -hmm. things tend to be. Um, but this is kind of funny after the war, he started selling Dr. Jackson's eye water. Mm -hmm. So he would like bottle the water from Mm -hmm. the springs and sell it around. We've heard of charlatans like that before. We're going to cover a real piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the spring and its alleged healing powers remained relatively secret. Like Are we it, sure that this dude didn't start the legend just to bottle this water from a spring and be like, this is from the yeah. Sioux? 100% could have happened. <laughs> like, would not surprise me in the least bit. <laughs> He's like taking native culture to sell his own white man. That would be like the least Very, surprising yeah. thing yes, that he totally. would have done. <laughs> So in 1879, one of his friends, who was a judge named J.B. Saunders, he came to visit from out of town because he had a skin condition that was not mm. responding to treatment. Said like a few different things, said different things of what it was. But I read somewhere that it was like a wound on his leg mm. or something like that. So he visited Basin Spring and was miraculously cured of this inflammatory condition. Mm. And so he started telling people far and wide about this magical place. Um because he was a judge, people actually oh, kind right. of like, you know, trusted his word yeah. and like they listened you're to him. You're a believable dude. You're a judge. Yeah. There's this mm-hmm. magical spring and I had this like incurable wound on I'm my leg. I'm picturing Tuck Everlasting. Remember yes. that movie where they're like, oh yeah, jo- the cute Jonathan Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was in it. And then hot. his like brother who had like the long hair and then mm. Alexis Bledel was just mm-hmm. perfect for that. I role. loved that movie. It was very heartbreaking though. Yeah. It was really sad. Like, just let her live with you forever. Right. But they were like, this is a, like, a curse. This is a curse. Yeah, to live I mean, forever. I guess. If you had to be beautiful for the rest of eternity. <laughs> now that I have these two gray, gray hairs, hairs, I'm like, let me drink from the fucking spring. <laughs> Tuck family. Tuck was their last name, right? Tuck. Yeah. yeah. So word spread pretty quickly that this spring's miraculous healing waters were said to cure or at least help virtually every ailment, hmm. including diabetes, rheumatism, multiple Excuse places. Me. What? <laughs> quote, quote unquote, women's diseases. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, what is that even? What is a Please woman's tell disease? Me what diseases we have? Yeah, like is that like when you got the scary uterus? Yeah. Whatever they used to. She's bleeding. Give her the water. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. It was hard to be a woman oh, back then. It is. Um, asthma, paralysis, and more. So, wow. like, essentially overnight. Jesus water. Yeah, basically. <laughs> essentially overnight, a town popped up. And the city of Eureka Springs was officially formed on July 4th of 1879. So Judge Saunders, the guy whose leg was healed, um, he erected a cabin mm. and that he, that was like his summer cabin. So every summer he would return there so he could bathe in the water. And then next a man named O.D. Thornton built a wooden shanty that he used as a house. And he was like, I'm going to be smart about this and make this also a general store. Mm, Cause there's smart. lots of people flocking here to be healed by these magical sure. waters. Did you read anything about like, did they kick natives off of this land when they decided to it, like, there was no mention yeah. of it. Wouldn't surprise me if right. it happened. Like, this is ours now. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if hmm. it happened. Um, by the end of that month, there were a dozen buildings around Holy the springs, shit. as well as like, like a, a whole gold bunch of tents town. and wagons. What a do you gold, say? It's like a gold rush yes, town. Yeah, like really like a gold rush yeah. town. Mm -hmm. By mid-August, so like the town was officially formed on July 4th. By mid-August, the population was 300. Holy cow. There were 300 people living there. In the next couple of months, another general store, a meat market, and a blacksmith shop were all built. By the end of that year, 1879, the population was 10,000. What? Right? And the power of suggestion. Right? Holy right? shit. There were hotels, saloons, bathhouses, stables, groceries. There's a dry goods store. It just goes to show why, like, the health industry is so successful because people will do anything to have to something well. that will make them well. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, oh, this will make me younger or this will make me healthier or this will make me feel better. Right. I'll pay whatever. Right. I'll build a whole fucking town. I'll build a whole town. We'll yeah. just show up overnight. That's insane. Yeah. By 1881, Eureka Springs was the fourth largest city in Arkansas. Holy shit. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh I never even heard about this before. No. Yeah. So All the, because of this. Yeah, because spring. of these magical springs that people said were healing That's their ailments. That's wild. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the town cool The town was like a little bit different than others in that era. So I guess like traditionally back in the day, the nicest real estate in a town was whatever was highest up. So like the hilltops were like bougie areas oh, and then like sure. kind of down in the valleys was where like poor people would mm -hmm. live but here it was flipped because oh. the most expensive real estate was the real estate nearest to the springs mm. so it was kind of reversed and like down in the valley was where Funny. the nice houses were because they were closer to the water um so of course even in the late 1800s this kind of excitement caught the attention of investors mm. who were trying to figure out like how can we cash in on all yeah. this so former arkansas governor powell clayton organized something called the Eureka Springs Improvement Company. And basically he was like, how do I make a lot of money off of right. this whole thing? Classic. Yeah. And he was involved with the railroad. So he was like, let's oh, find a way to make this money. work for mm -hmm. all of us, basically. So one of the first tasks of his company was to get the railroad to the town. Um, at the time, the closest railroad stop was 55 miles away. That just and, won't do yeah. when there's right? healing water to sell. Uh-huh. It was in Pierce City, Missouri. So um, folks had to take a nine-hour stagecoach ride wow. once they got off the train to get to the springs. And or I'm sure they did it because they're like, we need that yeah, water. Yeah. No, they totally mm -hmm. did it. Um, wow. But obviously it wasn't ideal. Right. So they were able to get the railroad extended to Seligman, Missouri, which was only 18 miles away. Mm. So that happened in 1882. And then the following year, they brought the railroad all the way to Eureka Springs. Wow. Yeah. And like had their own... Um, Powell Clayton had like part partnered together with a railroad to like build their own Eureka Springs Railroad. And actually, it's cool. The old trains are still there. 
and there's like a few miles of track so you can go on like a dinner train or like an informative train ride or whatever it's so funny like how we said in mothman last week just how different times are i mean like our last episode was in the 60s and times were so different but Mm -hmm. like thinking about how these little towns just popped up like that doesn't happen anymore there's no room for it to happen yeah like where would that happen but what a time to be alive like let's just build a town here and pop it up and bring by the the end of the year ten thousand people yeah there's tents and shit like literally the wild west yeah it's crazy <laughs> i wish we could there are so many times where i wish oh, i just could wish just, i could see it yeah like For i don't want to change anything but i just want to watch yeah. it yeah i don't want to smell it but i just want to yeah. see it <laughs> <laughs> that's what they miss in movies the smell <sighs> especially movies like about london where, where they're like, like where mm. like people even look nice like yeah, no one like, looked no. nice they didn't brush their teeth they're very rich the most rich people maybe yeah. looked okay yeah but, but they like, probably still smelled, smelled bad okay. anyway onto the healing waters <laughs> yeah no one was sexy everyone smelled maybe everyone the smelled. healing waters because yeah. we had beautiful yeah. healing waters yeah they were did clean. the healing waters take care of bo uh maybe <laughs> <laughs> they should so they got the railroad all the way to Eureka Springs. This brought tourists, but also grew the economy of the town even more. And like then there was booming commerce in the town as well as right. Eureka yeah. Springs, like as well as the springs being, you know, like a big um, pull for people yeah. being there. And those were like the real smart people, the people who came to like sell to the tourists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just like in Skagway. Yeah. Like, and it was rich people coming to see the springs. Right. And so they had all this money to spend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there was a really big fire that broke out in November of 1883, and it burned for five acres, oh like five acres of buildings. So it was like most of the town. They were all little matchboxes. Right? So instead of giving up, they were like, no, we'll rebuild. And instead, we're going to use brick and stone this time. Mm, smart. And we're going to use this as an opportunity to improve upon the town because we kind of threw it together the first time <laughs> around. Like three months. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just popped up. So now we're going to like widen the streets. They put in street lights. They put in... Um, sewage system oh, like water yeah yeah so they were like okay we're gonna do it right so in 1884 in partnership with the frisco railway the improvement company began construction of the location of our interest today which was called the crescent hotel Ooh. Mm-hmm. so they worked with a well-known missouri architect named isaac taylor who had designed a few famous buildings in St. Louis and they selected 27 acres on the north end of West Mountain that overlooked the valley and they basically were like we want to make the most luxurious hotel in America yeah, 27 like, acres that's a yeah, lot right right we want to make like the fanciest most decadent mm-hmm. experience that anyone's ever had in the states wow um, what year are we on again this is 1884 oh, dang yeah so wow. yeah there wasn't a lot right like that right like, so like even it, new york was cool but right. like also wow. a lot of it was really gross right right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah they decided like this beautiful site on the top of a mountain that overlooked this valley it was really gorgeous and when the rich people came to see the springs this is where they would stay yeah they brought stonemasons in from ireland like specifically to build this oh hotel yeah and they used magnesium limestone from a quarry that was 10 miles away mm. and they designed these like special carts to cart the limestone in from the quarry wow. to like the building site and they used this like really eclectic mix of like a bunch of different architectural styles they had 18 inch thick walls and they what? had like towers and these really ornate balconies and there's like this huge stone fireplace in Does the lobby it look all like cohesive or is it kind yeah, of yeah, weird it's really pretty it, it looks it's really beautiful okay. mm-hmm. it took them two years to build the hotel and they had modern plumbing they had electrical lights they had steam heating and they had an elevator yeah this is like 1884 to 1886 so impressive right i mean really two years isn't that long to get all that done kind of in the middle of nowhere yeah yeah so they spent uh two hundred ninety four thousand dollars, which would be like almost eight and a half million dollars today still 
that's an amazing feat to accomplish right? all of that. I know. I'm like $8.4 million. That's no, not that that's much. not that much. All things considered. Right. Mm-hmm. So on May 20th of 1886, the hotel opened to like huge fanfare. They had this big uh, opening gala with a full orchestra and a banquet dinner for 400 people. This is one of those things I wish I could attend. Right. Like, that sounds so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picturing like. I guess it's a little bit earlier than Gatsby, but yeah, like that kind of party, right. you know, yeah. like the orchestra's playing. Even when the... I hear about, like, I love reading Little House on the Prairie when I was younger mm-hmm. and like reading about the fun little balls they would have, mm-hmm. you know, like they'd have the, they'd take the um, syrup that they'd taken out of the trees and put it over ice. So they'd have uh-huh. snow cones and they're all in their dresses and they're totally. just, and mm-hmm. I mean, it just seemed like w- such simple fun. Like wholesome. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. You yeah, know? totally. Oh, there was a ballroom and a dining room that could hold 500 people. Oh, my gosh. A swimming pool, tennis courts, croquet courts, flower gardens, boardwalks. They How far the springs have come that it started as a pop-up right? shop town and now right? there's a fucking mansion hotel. Yeah, and over and over, like in everything I read, the luxury of the hotel was unmatched at that time. Yeah, there wasn't it. really anything else wow. like that. So initially, it was really successful. Wealthy people from all over the country were coming to stay at the hotel and to bathe in the healing waters of the springs. It was like super over-the-top fancy experience. They had afternoon tea. Mm. They had elaborate parties every night with a full in-house orchestra. So cool. Did they bring some of the spring water up to the hotel? They must have. Yeah. I didn't read like that they did. Silly, but they yeah, they must have. Um, unfortunately, like many good things, didn't last that long. Oh. So around the turn of the century, modern medicine started to advance. And people started to realize all over the country that like healing water wasn't actually like mm. magical. Like, oh, there's not really such a thing as magical yeah. healing water. Because right. they really like in earnest bought that before. But how could you like mistakenly think your diabetes was cured right i i bet you that there's some i bet you there's research to show that like bathing in like fresh water getting fresh air Maybe there were like, certain minerals in it and i or bet something. you there's minerals in yeah. there that like if you had like a skin condition right. like hot mineral water i'm sure that's really good for right. your skin especially if you were living like nasty right. filth you yeah know, you didn't have like and sewage. now you're like regularly cleaning <laughs> yeah you didn't have indoor plumbing <laughs> right um i bet so i bet there was like some placebo effect of people being like oh i feel so much better right. and then like going to this beautiful countryside getaway fresh air you know you're traveling you're moving your body so there's probably like some of that yeah. too and then i'm sure i don't know having mineral water all over your body can't hurt yeah. right so the so they real like they kind of started to realize oh this isn't actually yeah <laughs> magical it's not real yeah and then the railroad line that had been brought to eureka springs was continued and connected to the next town and then like sort of continued on down the line so it wasn't like a big hub for mm-hmm. commerce anymore it wasn't like oh things have to come through here like this is the end of the yeah. line where you know so the business um just like slowed down a ton and the business at the hotel slopes substantially um, but it was still a really beautiful place to visit. Like yeah. it was just as grand. So they continued operating in the summer season. And then in the rest of the year, they rented out the building to a women's college. Oh. Yeah. So during the school year, it was a women's college. And then in the summer, That's the cool. students would all leave and then it would be a hotel again. <clears throat> so the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women was formed and it existed in the building from 1908 to 1924. Wow. That's yeah. a long run. So that's pretty cool. Uh, unfortunately, the revenue from tuition and the summer guests combined was still not enough to cover the cost of maintaining and running really? such a huge building. And so the women's college and the hotel closed in 1924. Wow. 
So it sat abandoned for six years, and then it really briefly reopened as a junior college from 1930 to 1934. But the remote location mixed with the Great Depression yeah. just like was doomed was to fail. Was the whole town of Eureka Springs kind of falling apart? At this I think point? people still lived there, but it wasn't like but it wasn't success. like a big yeah. destination anymore, mm-hmm. like it once was. Yeah, like I think it was still a town. Yeah, like right. Still just a normal town, town. but yeah. like it wasn't. Yeah, like and I imagine the cost of maintaining just like the maintenance yeah. let alone like staff to serve everyone right. and clean the rooms and right. cook the food like you're well, gonna it's have hard to when have... there's like literally no other reason to go to eureka right. springs like right yeah like it looks pretty right but back then yeah you I'm didn't sure have really like expensive easy way to go there. there and you couldn't yeah right yeah take your horse and buggy <laughs> the really wealthy people were like okay well we'll go to the hamptons instead right or right something, exactly. probably that's complete speculation <laughs> on my part that's just what i would do <laughs> um so it closed in 1934 and this brings us to the piece of shit and known con man norman baker so if there's I a thought villain you were gonna say norman bates and i was like that's not a true story <laughs> and he, he started a hotel with his mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, no, norman baker and if there is a villain in this story he is a hundred percent it oh boy because he was a piece of shit um, we're not going to get into his whole history just because he was an asshole and I don't really feel like it contributes to the narrative. Cool. Like it doesn't just, really matter. Yeah. Like, okay, we could talk about his upbringing, but right. He's I, just an asshole. I don't care to yeah. fuck this guy. <laughs> so, uh, we'll start with the fact that his father was an inventor and he decided to follow in his father's footsteps. So when he was a young man, he, um, invented something called the Tangly Automatic Air Calliope, Calliope or Calliophone. It could have been better with words. <laughs> yeah. Which was a portable organ that ran on air pressure. Yes, he never would have gotten that from the title. No. <laughs> no. Um, and he was from Iowa. Hmm. So he, I don't know where the name Tangly came from, but that's yeah. what he like How named his spelled? company. T-A-N-G-L-E-Y. Huh. I'm just guessing it's Tangly. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Um, then, I don't see how, it's uh, just nothing about it. Right? Yeah, it's just so random. No. And again, I'm like, ugh, I could like dig into it more, but Meh. this guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't really care. Screw this guy. Yeah, he's not the, he is not the center of this story. Okay. Even though he kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> he got into vaudeville and he was like really intrigued by like traveling mentalists. Oh, You know, like yeah. all the traveling shows yeah, and circus, totally. stuff like that. So he set up his own troupe and under the name Charles Welch started traveling the country with a mind reader and basically got a taste of scamming people and was like, fuck yeah, mm. I'm going to rip off idiots. That's what, how I'm going to make it, mm-hmm. which is such a bummer. Cause, yeah, totally. Like, it takes away from people who could really do it. Well, like yeah. being a traveling mind reader, that's badass. <laughs> Super badass. You know, uh, in 1924, he was convinced that radio broadcasting was about to take off. And he was obviously right because yeah. that became a big thing. Right. And so he convinced the town of Muscatine, Iowa, where he was from, to give him a permit for a station that he said would make the town famous across the midwest it's funny i picture it's such a wild west time that i'm like you needed a permit couldn't you just like pull <laughs> yeah. out his cart and be like i'm reading you just build a tower <laughs> yeah. get some antennae right um so he his call sign was ktnt huh. which is like cool because it's yeah. tnt uh-huh. and then he called it know the naked truth so oh. that was what KTNT standard for. Dynamite. Right? It's like pretty, it's pretty catchy. <laughs> yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't stupid. He was also really good looking. Mm, so that's unfortunate. That. I mean, it all makes sense. <sighs> right? <laughs> um, he put his carnival barking skills to good use as a radio promoter and announcer. He was literally always throughout his life involved in some kind of litigation. He mm. was like suing everyone and everything that he could think of <sighs> for any per- perceived wrongs 
for libel, like this, that, and the other thing. Do you think, I know we're not going to get into his history, but Mm -hmm. based on his history, like, do you think this is a nurture versus nature thing? Like, that he was kind of raised in a bad environment and he became a shithead? Or do you think he's just a shithead? Like, I didn't read a lot about his family. I think he was, like, really smart and Mm -hmm. realized early on in life. Like, I could work hard or I could work smart. (laughs) Why would I want to work hard? Right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I could just have fun and fuck with people. So, like, the speculation is that he wanted to be in constant litigation, first of all, because it dissuaded people from taking legal action against him when he did bad things because mm-hmm. it's like, I'll fucking, I'll take you, you sue me, I'll sue you. Right. We'll do this forever. Right. We'll be in court for the next 20 years. Yeah, I you love know? it. And it yeah. worked, right? Mm. And then also it kept his name in the media all right. the time. And he sort of painted himself as this person that like, oh, the media is always trying to attack me. It's kind of wild watching parallels between him and like what is happening like in today's world. Yeah. We'll get into it more, but it's just like, oh, this kind of character has always existed. Always existed. You know? So on his station, he he would attack everyone and anyone, political groups, commercial groups, media, you know, like he's the victim. Everyone's out to get him. Yeah. Everything's a conspiracy. He started his own newspaper called the Midwest Free Press because he said that other newspapers were part of a conspiracy that was out wow. to get him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many parallels. Right? He was a really gross populist and he advocated for distrusting science, hmm. um, distrusting education, hmm. and he hated Jews and Catholics. Wow. Yeah. He was against mandated cattle TB tests. What so he that? was against, I guess, I don't know, like they used to have to test your cattle to make sure they weren't spreading disease. That would be my guess. Huh. Um, he was against putting fluoride in water. He was against vaccinations. And he said that aluminum cookware was causing half of all cancer. Was he a white millennial mom? I'm like, was he OG Joe Rogan? <laughs> Did he have a pyramid scheme selling essential oils? Right. Essentially, he did. Yeah. So we'll get to that. But yeah, isn't that crazy? He paved the path. For when you all hear the list of the things that moms. he's against, I'm like, oh, I know so many white moms that are. Yeah, against exactly. That. Like your click, check, check, yes, check, check. Right? Isn't that crazy? Wow. It's funny because I've been feeling very discouraged based on what's going on in the world yeah. this week, and like anti-vaxxers and stuff is just getting me down but then i kind of like all oh, this better. is happening this is not new yeah i'm like oh this has always happened and yeah. society and like we've still overcome it right you know we're still like, here yeah it, like yeah. it's okay it, yeah. it'll be all right uh so it's like weirdly comforting to be like oh this has always <laughs> happened and these people What's have always existed name? norman baker thanks norman thanks norm <laughs> yeah fucker he had a long list of like scams and organizations that he created to try and sound important. Like he would like create like the United Federation of Farmers, something, something, mm-hmm. something to like lobby against things. But like he was the only member and <laughs> like he's not a farmer oh my God. or what he would charlatan. try to draw a salary, like try to avoid taxes. Yeah. He's called a charlatan like over and over online. So peace. Oh shit. Norm mm-hmm. learned about this guy named Charles Ozias who was selling a quote-unquote cure for cancer, mm-hmm. despite the fact that all five of Charles's test subjects died. <gasps> what? <laughs> Can you believe that oh it God. didn't work? <laughs> so um, Norman was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is what I'm about. So he brought this convicted medical swindler named Harry Hoxie to Muscatine with him, Muscatine, Iowa, mm-hmm. and they started promoting their own cure for cancer. Wow. So by April of 1930, Norman Baker was operating the Baker Institute in Muscatine and advertising the clinic on the air. This guy who has literally no medical history. Mm -hmm. Called himself a doctor. Wow. The very expensive cure for cancer and other diseases as requested consisted of injections. And it was found out later 
in litigation that what he was giving people was a mix of common substances, including corn silk, watermelon seeds, clover, water, and carbolic acid. This sounds familiar to me. Like maybe I've briefly heard something about it or like maybe I clicked on an Instagram oh, article really? about uh-huh. like uh-huh. swindlers with cancer, but like none of the other deep, but just yes. a fake cure for cancer. Uh-huh. Sounds familiar. Honestly, I'm surprised that no one was right. hurt from being injected with all that stuff because yeah. he has no fucking idea what he's well, doing. Well, he probably doesn't even know where to inject something properly. Right? He's just like, well, this feels right? good. Scary. It's horrible. So simultaneously on on ktnt he was denouncing licensed doctors as educated fools and cutters incapable of helping patients he said that md stood for more dough because they just keep asking for more money (gasps) takes ironically yeah exactly right oh my god at the time jama which is a journal of the american medical association Mm -hmm. published an editorial accusing him of quackery they're like this guy's nuts yeah and he's 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 not a doctor (laughs) right he's a con man so he denounced the AMA, the American Medical Association, as Amateur Meat Cutters Association. He thought he like fancied himself very witty. The AMA's main anti-quackist, like I guess person who's <laughs> supposed amazing. to like, you know, suss these people out. Morris Fishbein stated that Baker has even claimed that the AMA offered him one million dollars for his cancer cure with the intent of forcing it from the market so that patients might be compelled to resort to surgery. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like that could happen today? Totally. In turn, Baker attacked Fishbein for being Jewish, and he sued JAMA for libel and defamation. Oh, my God. In 1930, Baker reported that someone had attacked his hospital and was shooting at his hospital. I hate that he's allowed to call it a hospital. Right? But police found that the only person who had done any shooting was his associate, Hoxie. Oh, my God. So they, like, staged a shooting because he's just always a victim and everyone's out to get him. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, he's, like, literally victimizing people every day and taking a lot of money. So in May of 1930, the state of Iowa filed an injunction against him and his employees for practicing medicine without a license. (sighs) Around the same time, he had this huge, they said it was like a Woodstock style outdoor gathering with open air curing of cancer patients. What, like tuberculosis where they just like put you outside? Like who the fuck knows? (laughs) Tens of thousands of people showed up. Oh my God. And of course, while I have you here and I'm curing all your cancer, here's all my products that I sell. How sad. Here's my elixirs and my cordials. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what a piece of shit. Well, just like I said a little bit ago, that like people will do anything yes. to get well. Especially if they have cancer. Right. And you know? back then when there was like then, no cure. Right? Yeah. It's just surgery. Oh my God. Yeah. And like, I'm sure the, just even like infection rates and stuff like well, yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, like, as we know that like, if you went in for surgery, it was very likely you would die. Because, yeah. Like people were terrified of it right? because you would get so mm-hmm. infected. Mm-hmm. So his trial started in 1930 for this practicing without a license. Mm-hmm. And again, like, I'm not going to cover it in great detail, but basically the situation devolved into him and Hoxie suing each other and over and over of because course. of course it did. How, right? how, uh, what other way could it's it It's very on brand for yeah. them. Apparently it came out in the trial. They were bringing in as much as a hundred thousand dollars a month. And I think this a is month? like 1930 money. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. In 1931, the Iowa Supreme Court sustained the injunction against him and his practice, and the same year, his radio channel was delicensed. Oh, my God. So they were taking away his platform. Among the cited reasons were venomous, obscene broadcasts against the public interest. Wow. I'm like, that's literally Spotify <laughs> putting a warning on Joe Rogan's yeah. podcast. Like, this is the exact same thing. It's crazy. That's weird. And when yeah. I started researching this, yeah. I didn't know any of this. Right. I was you just, just were like, oh my God, the parallel. Yeah. Because like the hotel yeah. is haunted. Right. We haven't even gotten to that part yet. Yeah. But, like, there's so much. Right. I there's so much. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so following all of this, he lost his radio show. 
he's lost his ability to practice without a license finally he um exiled to mexico and he started what they called a border blaster radio station does that still happen do people still get exiled to places when like he self-exiled oh he self because i know that was like back in the day they used to sound like (laughs) napoleon how does that happen like this is epic (laughs) right no like he 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 left and started what they called a border blaster radio station so he could like put his radio could be heard his channel could be heard in the states but the fcc can't touch him because he's in mexico wow yeah pretty clever right he's a smart guy so the whole purpose of his radio station was to promote his cancer cure quote unquote cure which is just like nice air right so yeah can't you just get it at your house walk outside whatever and and this little like injections and these elixirs that he's selling so he started another treatment center in mexico and there's nothing that anyone in the states can do about it. Wow. Yeah. The only thing I thought was like super metal and kind of cool is that apparently when he was having his radio station in Mexico, he used to broadcast live while he was having sex with his mistress. What? <laughs> what would he do? Just, like, just be like, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, who good. listens to that? Is this like olden day porn? I don't know. I kind of love it. I was like, hell yeah, Nor. I love that people who want to be healed from cancer also want to listen to him what? having like, sex. You would then trust him. Right. He's like, listen to me and Donna going yeah. at it. And after, I'll tell you how you can buy my cordial. <laughs> it will cure you of disease. <laughs> what <laughs> what wow yeah if people didn't die it would be funny right, yeah but people but it's die tragic. yeah so it's, it's still, yeah, it's still funny. funny that part's not funny <laughs> <laughs> oh Haley. so like it's kind of unclear to me how he ended up returning to the states but he did so 1937 finds our old mr baker in eureka springs looking at this abandoned and crumbling crescent hotel which was looking for new ownership no so what does baker do buys the failing hotel and decides that that'll be his next treatment center no that's tragic right so i'm guessing that just because this is you know the 1930s states aren't talking to one another the internet doesn't exist obviously obviously um so like yeah he can't practice in iowa he's like well i'll just go to another state so he buys the crescent hotel and he starts advertising cancer treatment that was neither surgical or painful didn't require extensive testing and he promised that all his patients would walk away from the resort cancer free what an asshole right so he treated thousands of desperate patients please tell me he gets cancer because that would be the ultimate karma he dies of natural causes damn it right well i think i'm gonna just believe it was cancer yeah yeah let's just hope (laughs) He still is like peddling this injection, the same injection with corn silk, red clover, ground up watermelon seeds, peppermint, glycerin, carbolic acid. I wonder how he came up with this. Like, like did he just like right? throw a bunch? It's like creating meth. Like, just throw a bunch of shit on from the kitchen sink and see what this happens. Needle. At least meth you enjoy for right. a little bit. All your teeth fall out and you kill your family. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Blow up your house. So apparently. There's documents that indicate some of his patients were injected with this cure up to seven times a day. Oh, my God. Right? Like he's lucky he didn't kill anyone yeah, directly. I, I, I don't understand how he didn't. Right? And um, apparently a common theme in his life was paranoia. He's mm. very mentally ill. And he thought everyone was out. Like, he didn't just, I don't know, maybe he internalized that whole shtick that he was doing of like, I'm the victim. Mm. Everyone's out to get like me. Like he started to believe it. Yeah. At the time that he was in the Crescent Hotel, he had his office sealed with bulletproof glass. Oh my and God. He, it said he always had at least one submachine gun within reach. <gasps> right? Wow. Yeah. He's crazy. 
What a trip. So there's obviously not great record keeping of exactly what happened during his tenure at the hotel, but local records show that during his 20 months of running his quote unquote cancer center, there were 40 people taken from that building to the mortuary in town. Mm. So he had a morgue in the hotel and apparently he would perform autopsies on deceased patients there. Oh God. Which like he's no, no, no he's just like having weird fun with dead bodies. Right. According to local lore, and then confirmed by an advertisement from the time that I'll show you later, he had rows of jars full of samples of tumors that had been removed from the patients. Like, what does he even know what to do with those? And also, why would he be like, these are all tumors that I've taken out when he advertises non-surgical intervention? Like, I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and like in the point. ads, he's like, look at all this cancer that I've removed from people's bodies. Come to me I and have the cutters my were bad. injection and I won't have to do surgery oh on my you. God. I'm like, wait, so are you doing surgery or not, Norm? Oh my God. And people are just desperate, right? So they just right. fall for it. Now, who knows where all the tissue, like the human tissue in the jars came from. Right. But apparently they would all sit in the morgue in the hotel. Well, so wouldn't it appear that he did it? That people did die so i guess hair? like it wasn't that hard to get a hold of a dead body back in the day oh sure so you could just or like Cut is it animal anybody. tissue right? right is it like pieces of animal or i guess like there's reports of him doing um autopsies on people after they died in his care so mm-hmm. did he just cut the cancer out right. of them or like cut a piece of their liver and be like this is cancer right, right? like right. no one knew back then But who, who's to say if like they died from their cancer or if they died from right his injections being injected over and over with and some... i wonder if there are some people who didn't know that i mean because it's back in the day maybe they hadn't told their family that they were going to this mm-hmm. cancer treatment mm-hmm. and then they die there and then he cuts them open and and no one knows what happened no to their one family. knows what happens to their body yeah yeah mm. uh it was somehow it was difficult for the local government to take action and um, I did read somewhere that his scam business had kind of revitalized the local economy because mm. people now like hundreds and hundreds right. of people are coming to this hotel wow. that had been like abandoned. So I think that this is just my guess that local lawmakers were hesitant to shut it down yeah. because of a risk of slowing down the economy, yeah. which is not good for them. And then B, anger from local folks who were profiting off of all these people coming right. to their town. So it's they were kind of in a hard place. Just so crazy to see how history repeats itself in the same spot. Right. You know, like this right? little town was this like hotbed for mm-hmm. medical. I mean, because mm-hmm. now we're not even talking about the water anymore. Now we're just talking about this hotel. Like what a trip. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't even like talking right. about the healing waters. I'm surprised he didn't. I know. Like, I guess because people knew by that? then. Oh yeah, that it was fake. Yeah, but for guess. some reason his stuff was real. Right? Yeah, they moved on to like <laughs> yeah. this fucking idiot. I would trust a healing spring more. Yeah, than trust way this more. Idiot. Thankfully, even though they couldn't shut him down at a local level, he was still like at the scam, um, and he was being investigated federally. So he was mailing his elixir to people all around the country, and that counts as mail fraud. Mm. And as we know, that's like how they get you. Right. You know? Finally, he was arrested in 1939 for mail fraud, and the U.S. Postal Inspector estimated that he was making $500,000 a year oh selling his miracle cure while he was in Eureka Springs. We're in the wrong line of work, right? <laughs> Fucking just, just throw some like cinnamon and some glycerin and right? some lemon juice, and I'll just inject rubbing it. alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Like, It'll feel what? real good. $500,000 a year. And I think that's in right. late 1930s money. That's crazy. Yeah. Thankfully, this time he was convicted and he had to serve a four-year sentence in the federal um, penitentiary Leavenworth. In Leavenworth? Yeah. But not like Leavenworth here. Oh, no, there. Like Leavenworth was like a famous federal prison. Oh. That was like really horrible. Oh. I think maybe it was in Tennessee. Hmm. I don't know why I'm guessing about something when I 
have a fear of sounding stupid on this podcast and then i'm <laughs> Whatever. like let me just guess on something i know nothing about <laughs> i've like heard of it it's like a notorious okay, not a nice bad place. prison okay yeah in the trial it came out that over the years he was estimated to have frauded people out of four million dollars oh my god yeah back then well, we don't have evidence that anyone died specifically from his injections, even though they may have. Um, his treatment definitely hastened the dying of people who oh could have God. responded well to conventional treatment right. or may have otherwise been cured. Right. Like if these people had sought out proper evidence-based treatment, oh probably evidence-based is loose for 1930s, but right. you know, but, yeah. like still conventional right. care, they might have lived. Wow. Yeah. It makes me so mad that like, of course, pyramid schemes today aren't the same like they're not injecting someone with something, but mm-hmm. the fact that like they can just tell these lies, blatant right? lies, and right? continue to operate like vitamins that'll make you skinny and oh, like, they, like oh like the fucking um the Kardashians talk about all these like detox teas oh my that God. literally just give you diarrhea yeah like, right it's just it's just a shitting yeah. tea it's, it's not yeah. good for you but, like there are people it's really like, harmful the, the flat tummy teas yes, and the, exactly. the lollipops yes and it's just like what like, are you doing first of all like appetite suppressant not no. good second of all giving your body diarrhea so that you lose a bunch of water weight that's really bad and for you third of it's all dangerous I'm sure you don't even take that. You have a personal trainer you see like oh. every day and you no. have a chef that makes None all your meals. None of these people that are selling this shit no. online are like, using it. You guys it. are so full of shit. No, it's the same thing with people being like, use these essential oils for exactly. whatever. You know what? If you have essential oils that you that bring you calm mm-hmm. or peace or whatever, all power to you. Mm-hmm. Happy. Don't, don't try push that shit on sell me. Sell it to me no. all the fucking time. No. And, and don't, don't try to make me <gasps> your underling and then I'll yeah. get underlings. Yes. I don't want to be part of a pyramid People, scheme. I mean, I'm so like, sick of it. I know. I have someone who invites me to like Pampered Chef all the time. Oh, someone yeah. who invites, and like that's like one of the OG ones. Like, mm-hmm. I just, how Before do you my not wedding, see? multiple sorority sisters uh-huh. messaged me like uninvited about Beachbody. You know, Beachbody? Oh, yeah. And I was like, hey, you don't get to fucking tell someone mm. that they need to lose weight. No, you do that's not. not okay. No, like unsolicited. Uh-huh. I don't hey, need your beach body. Weight loss. <laughs> yeah. Are you fucking yeah, kidding fuck me? You. <laughs> oh my god. Um. In fact, I had someone message me not that long ago trying to like defend those practices, and I was like, really? Hey, here's the thing. Yeah. You literally don't talk to someone else about how their body no. looks. Mm-mm. You don't make assumptions. No. You don't talk to them about Mm-mm. it. You just shut your fucking mouth. The only business that's of that vibe that I mm-hmm. like is one that my friend Lisa Parker has. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Pure Romance, and it's basically a sex toy pampered shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's like in Grace and Frankie. It's so fun. That's amazing. So when I lived in Skagway, we would have like these nights where we'd party. all get together, and she'd like bring out all her sex toys. And be like, so this one I've is seen really that good. In TV shows, but it's I didn't know it was so real. Fun. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. That is so funny. Yeah, that's fine. But it's like really. I mean, it's a cool I feel way to. Like way, feel how I, I feel the same way about um like Tupperware because oh. Tupperware is actually really good. <laughs> oh, then we just went from sex toys to tea. <laughs> also, I want to clarify: no one's using them. We're just passing them around. <laughs> yeah, at least goes to orgies. Do you guys yeah. didn't know that? No, I'm way too vanilla for that. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, thank you. No, I'll just look at it and hand this it. This is as person. crazy as my nights get. Is what we're doing right <laughs> here. Drinking a champagne cocktail at my house. Yeah, <laughs> talking 100%. about sex toys. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, but yeah, isn't it wild that like this mm-hmm. was a thing back then? Yeah, it's insane. And like, yeah, like upsetting, but also to me weirdly comforting that yeah. like, oh, the world's not coming to an end yeah. because people have always done this shit. Always has been, always will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah it makes me feel better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear that. <laughs> Very weirdly. Very weirdly. <laughs> We've always been shitheads. <sighs> Truly. Ah. <laughs> people have always sucked. Yeah. Especially white ones. <laughs> <laughs> so back to this piece of shit. 
1944, he was released from prison. He tried to like get out early and this and that. And they were like, no, fucker. I don't know how he only served four years, but whatever. He moved mm. to Florida where mm. he lived until he died happily in 1958. Oh, wow. So that was the end of his... That was it. Was he young or old when he died? I have no idea. Okay, that's fine. What year was he born? See, I, I was just yeah. like, fuck this yeah, guy. This guy's I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I don't want to like... Yeah. I want to like cover the bad things that he did yeah. and like give no regard to him as a person yeah. <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> like you're only bad. Yeah, you're an asshole. I don't know. Is that like a bad... I mean, it's your Way story. Way to cover you history. Tell yeah, I get to. to I can your say whatever story. the fuck I want. He's not the star of the story. I am. Yeah, like you Just said kidding. at the beginning, you are the. What did you say? The work, the wordsmith, or the. Yes. Yeah. That's me crafting a narrative <laughs> yeah, there you go. to ensnare <laughs> you. So after he went to jail in 1940, obviously his treat, quote unquote treatment center closed. Yeah. So then the hotel was abandoned again. From 1940 to 1946, the building sat empty. In 1946, it was purchased by four Chicago businessmen who basically were like, we're going to restore it to its former elegance. But it was like, Mm. it was never as nice as it was when it first opened. That's Um, so sad. Right. But wait, it gets better. Um, But the business was fine. Like it was doing well. It was enough to sustain it as a hotel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in 1967, a fire swept through the fourth (gasps) floor of the South Wing and a whole bunch of it was destroyed. Oh, no. So then over the next several years, the hotel passed through several different owners as they were like trying to repair it and restore it. But it was just kind of like sad and in disrepair. So finally, in 1997, a couple named Marty and Elise. (gasps) Spelled the same? Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, Roenig. R-O-E-N-I-G-K. A K at the end. Yeah. Roenig. (laughs) (laughs) If you you say row and then sneeze, that's how it is. It's like me barking a couple episodes ago. (laughs) Sorry, Marty and Elise. We're just going to call Marty and Elise. Um, So they purchased it and they had this big plan to restore it, like actually restore it to its former glory and like do justice to this hotel. And they did it. They spent $5 million. (gasps) They rebuilt the parts that had burned down. Wow. Yeah. It seems like it's really thriving now and they definitely brought it like to the third century. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Actually... Like, I'll show you photos, but I, I yeah. want to go there. Yeah. Well, on the <laughs> I tour. I said to Matt today, I was like, I want to go to Arkansas. He was like, why? <laughs> I was like, sorry, Arkansas. Arkansas. Hotel there and it looks really nice. <laughs> like, I we'll never. add it to the tour. Right? There'll be a stop there. Yeah. That brings us to The Haunting. Oh, my God. Because, uh, of course, it is hella Well, haunted. yeah. How could it not be? I mean, it's been a hospital. It's been a hotel. It's been a another hotel it's been defunct it's been the town has burned down multiple times a morgue yeah there was a morgue in there i cannot wait right the owners are like super into the haunted angle like they are playing it up they've got like um the the tv show with the guy with the bad hair oh uh zach from ghost adventures yes Yes. they they've been there like every ghost show has been there I um, love that that's how we remember him. The guy with the bad hair who yeah. was, where's Ed Hardy? Ed Hardy. <laughs> they have seances there. Oh there's God. just like, there's ghost tours every night. Oh my God. The ho- the website, mosthauntedhotel.com or something, like leads to leads to the them. Like they're yes. like into it. And it's like kind of silly because it's yeah. like very dramatic and over the top. And I'm also like, you do you. You yeah, gotta get that money. Love it. I yeah. love it. Like, right. Why not have that At angle? least they're not making money off of medical reasons anymore. Exactly. We've changed the narrative now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like this is fun and harms no right. one. So no. I'm like yeah. into how yeah. into it they are. Yeah. 
Um, is the website even creepy? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. And they have like press releases all the time. Oh my and god. Stuff like that. Yeah. Ghost sighting. Yeah. It's good fun. <laughs> like they they call themselves like the Halloween city and mm. like stuff like that. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm like good for you. This yeah. is fun. So the most fun thing for me is that they have a Facebook group that the hotel created, like the owners created for people who have visited and have had like experiences that want to share about their experiences oh, awesome. or share their photos. And there's 9,600 <gasps> people in this group. Oh my God. It's like so active. Oh there's posts God. like all the time. So I found like websites where they talk about like the hauntings. And then I just like took a bunch of people's yeah. comments. And, like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's like the best stories. Reddit thread ever. Yeah. And then we'll just see. I don't know. I'll just read them. Until yeah. It's, like, read us. Okay. Tell us ghost stories. Long. I'm so, so glad we have candles lit tonight. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, the spookiness is like commensurate to the number of candles yes. lit. So there's three, three candles lit tonight. <laughs> and you followed Corey's advice about the tea lights. So you don't forget. Yep. yep. So smart. Got three tea lights going. I actually started them before I even finished writing my script. Because I was like, the ghost could this come is from getting my a little weird. And then before you came, I was like, I'm just going to keep perusing through the Facebook to yeah. like look and see if there's any more stories that I want to use. So it was like definitely getting creepy. So I lit the candles. Yes, I love it. <laughs> what, like the most common ghost, 100%, most beloved, according to these people. Because there's people that go like all the time. Yeah. There's people who've been like 10 times wow. and they have like certain rooms that they want to stay in because there's some rooms that are more haunted. So room 218 is Michael's room. And Michael is the most often sighted ghost in the hotel. He was apparently one of the Irish stonemasons who was brought over to work on the hotel and build oh, it. Oh, wow. Michael was working on the roof and he fell and was killed. He fell like onto the second story roof. I guess he was like on oh, another God. higher area, fell onto the second story roof and was killed in like what was now like the footprint of the room 218. So that's why he oh. haunts that room because it's like where his body yeah. fell. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely the most haunted room of the hotel. Apparently he's very mischievous mm -hmm. and he likes to play tricks on you and just like fuck with you. But like, you know, like nothing Not too mean. sinister. Like yeah. He'll turn the lights on and off. He'll open and close the doors. He'll turn the TV on. Apparently he'll pound on the walls. Mm. People have witnessed hands coming out of the bathroom mirror. Ew. Yeah. Isn't that I scary? That. And they've heard what sounds like a man screaming I would never look in the mirror falling. again. Right? Like ever. <laughs> ever for the rest of your life. Like, no more makeup. I'm yeah, ugly. Then. I'm going to just look like this forever. You'd be like that girl in... um. Bly Manor, who just has all the mirrors yes. covered all the time. Yes. Isn't that creepy? You said you, they hear people, someone fall? Yeah, like they'll hear the sound of like a man like, mm -mm. ah, like I he's would falling. not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some guests report being shaken awake in the middle of the night. <gasps> mm -hmm. No, they're not supposed to touch you. So these are some Michael comments. is like the Blair Witch, or not the Blair Witch, um, Bloody Mary reaching through the window yeah. or the mirror. Creepy. But worse, because I've never heard of, well, I guess Bloody Mary is supposed to kill you. She'll come through and kill you. But I've never heard of her actually doing no. it. No. It's not a challenge, Bloody Mary. You don't need please to don't. Prove I'm yourself like looking to me. at that mirror over there. Like, please no. Oh, God. <laughs> um, these are some comments from the Facebook group of people talking about Michael's room because yes. they talk about it a lot. Stayed in Michael's room in September. Amazing experience. Woke up thinking my husband has had his hand on mine, but he had his back to me. Can't <gasps> wait to go back. <laughs> no. Right. Oh my god! Also, like, what a shyster! You're like touching another woman's Apparently hand. He likes the ladies and gives oh special attention to the ladies. Love and he'll, it. Like, play tricks on the guys, but then like a woman will like feel a hand on her face <laughs> or whatever. Like he was like a young guy. He's a young Irish Aww. guy, so yeah. Welcome, obviously. Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um, my honey was not a believer, but after staying one night, he left a big time believer. The sleep was very uneasy all night, like someone was watching, and he had watched the closet door open all on its own. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, we have to stay there. Isn't that scary. 
We had tons of orbs and photos. That means nothing to me. Yeah. Also, the television kept going on and off, and the remote was in the dresser drawer. What? That's scary. That would piss me off. I'd be like, I'm trying to sleep, Michael. My wife booked us in number 218. That's his room. Uh Uh-huh. The 3rd and 4th of January on our 13th wedding anniversary. The first night I heard a child laughing in the hallway after midnight. Mm. The second night I woke up to numbing cold. Be sure and take flannel pajamas and extra blankets because <laughs> the room stayed cold on Tires Day. And as I got out of bed, I could see my breath. Oh, shit. I caught a draft and discovered the tall French doors had been opened and would have opened wide if it weren't for the security chain. I'm a stickler on locking doors and there were two latches that had to have been opened from the mm. inside. Mm-mm. Isn't that creepy? <laughs> so creepy he's kind of like a little bit of an asshole ghost too he's yeah. like you're gonna get cold i'm gonna see yeah. to it sorry <laughs> um my husband and i got married at the crescent last week we stayed right across from michael's room the first night i woke up to something running its hands through my hair <gasps> oh my god that's so creepy that's so no creepy. thank you i like to read about it but i wouldn't want no. that to happen to me no like don't touch me Mm-mm. especially on my wedding night only my husband yeah. is touching me <laughs> that's on a good point night. <laughs> So apparently there's a nurse that haunts the hotel from the days yes. when Baker's quote-unquote cancer center, yes. center existed. So only after 11 o'clock at night, people will see a nurse dressed in all white pushing a gurney down the third floor hallway. Imagine that being your... I mean, I guess what we learned from Shannon is it's a ghost, not a spirit, if she's just true. doing the same thing over and over true, again. True, true, true. But still, that would be such a sad existence. Yeah. yeah. Apparently this is where they would move the dead patients, or this is when they would move the dead patients' bodies down over to the morgue maybe her spirit is stuck there because she feels guilty having taken part in all these people being right in this horseshit so apparently she disappears when she gets to the end of the hallway Mm. and then multiple people in this facebook group report hearing a sound like someone is dragging furniture down the hallway at night (gasps) or squeaking and bumping like someone is pushing a gurney down oh i would not like that so creepy to me nope no thank you um a lot of people claim to have photos of nurses there's like maybe one photo really? in these thousands where I was like, yeah. mm, that's maybe. compelling. Yeah. Maybe like if I wanted to believe it. Yeah. And like, trust me, I do. Yeah. Obviously. But like. Yeah. It's like a stretch. It's like they're so blurry. Like these people. And what are we have... talking like? Does it look like a shape or no, like. They a... want to see something so bad. Mm. I saved a few to show you at the end that I'm like, oh, it's kind of. Yeah. Kind of creepy. Kind of yeah. fun. But like 99% of them are people thinking that they see reflections of things mm. in things. And like people will just walk around taking photos like all over the just hotel to, to look something. at them later to, and then be like, oh no, see, that's something right there. Mm. And I'm like, you are just stretching. Yeah. yeah. Um, Again, the power of and suggestion. They're so blurry. I'm like, have you ever heard of holding your hand right. still just when you take a picture? It's almost like they're purposely making it blurry. Yes. To catch because then they're like, what's that? I'm like, that, are you, that, that's the person that's right. standing right there. Like, there's someone standing next to her. I'm like, no, you were clearly doing yeah. zigzags while you were taking right. the fucking photo. It's funny that you mentioned this because I was in some Reddit, one of those creepy reddit threads uh-huh. about like creepy stories uh-huh. and there was a woman who uploaded a picture of her son's leg mm-hmm. that had like she's like my son woke up with this mark what could it be and it's like a big scab like mm-hmm. in a weird shape or whatever mm-hmm. and someone was like yeah that's definitely like from his bike pedal like that i, got, I used to get those all the time like I, and everyone's like yeah i can echo that echo that yeah it's he like obviously his bike pedal like kicked up and injured yeah. him and yeah the scab didn't form till after he went right, to bed right. but it's just so funny how people so badly what could it be i wonder it's just yeah. is it because it's like to them that's a sign that like okay there is something after we die yeah. so they just hold on to whatever well and like people definitely go to this hotel to see ghosts yeah like that's why they're there yeah 
so How they're funny like i want to see something the origins of this town were to prevent death right. and now its claim to fame People is being obsessed. able to show proof of death obsessed so funny mm-hmm. apparently doctor quote-unquote dr baker fucking mm. norm yeah has been doc. spotted in the hotel you want to know the weirdest thing yes he was famous for wearing lavender just like the, the lavender lady, lady. calling the man in purple he wore purple all the time. Isn't this so is weird? proof our podcast is haunted because we are having these weird trends. Right? <laughs> so weird. I was like, But Ooh. why would, I mean, he had so many things around the world. Why would he have chosen that? Play? I guess that's what is his downfall, really. Yeah, that was like cancer. his last big one, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's like a karmic yeah. sort of you're revenge. You're stuck here. Where, like, now you're stuck there. Mm-hmm. So he's been spotted in his linen suit with his lavender shirt. And apparently when he's spotted, he always looks like he's confused. I'm like yeah you are fucker yeah he's like wait why am i back here right because you were a piece of shit yeah. now you're, you're destined stuck here to roam these halls for the rest of eternity wow yeah no i weird. love that theory um theodora is very another very famous ghost there pretty name apparently she was a cancer well i've read two different things that she worked there and then died there but i think more um more likely is that she was a cancer patient mm. who just like went all in and was like i trust him 100 percent." and then she died at the treatment so center. sad mm-hmm. so he's like in- the og doctor death yeah totally. <gasps> oh my god yeah. so she'll introduce herself to people and then tell them that she has cancer and then she'll vanish like people have actually said that she talks to yeah. them <gasps> that she's like hi i'm theodora i'm just here because i have spots. cancer and then all of a sudden she disappears can you imagine someone introducing themselves to that you hello i'm elise and i have cancer that's why i'm here it's like okay like um this is a hotel ma'am yeah (laughs) especially if you didn't know like the origin right you're just like someone's grandma that's there right they're like what i'm sorry to hear you should go to the hospital (laughs) not this one (laughs) so when she appears to them they think that she's like a real person and then she just disappears and they're like, oh, yeah. shit, I saw a ghost. Yeah, there's like a number of reports. We'll get to another creepy oh one God. where people see people in like period clothing and think. Um, it's like a reenactment or something. Yeah. And then think that they work there. Oh, my God. And then they'll disappear. Oh and they're like, God. oh, shit. Dreams. Like, we'd love to experience that. Yeah. And then oh, be yeah. freaked out all night. <laughs> yes. No, then I'd never sleep again, but <laughs> yeah. it would be worth it because that'd be really cool. <laughs> um, on the Facebook group, one gal wrote about staying in Theodora's room. And immediately after entering there, her son started to feel really sick Uh-oh. and then like something's wrong. So they packed up. She was like, do we need to go? And he was like something. I don't feel good. We need to go. And then like 15 minutes down the road, he felt completely normal. <gasps> again. Yeah. Yeah. And then so like she posted that and then someone goes, oh, my God, I felt ill, too, while staying in her room. Beautiful room, but definitely felt sad and just sick. Didn't feel that way. staying next to Michael's room, though. On a different trip with a different friend, he felt sick on the top floor. As soon as we left, he was fine. Weird. So uh, th- my personal opinion is that like the the spirits are projecting yeah, how they felt, right? Because can you imagine how sick she felt? She's dying of cancer and right. he's injecting oh, with this random stuff. Theodora. Yeah, I'm I surprised they haven't made a movie about this. Right, it's like begging for it. Right. Oh my god, I feel like that way about like everything we've ever covered. Yeah, I'm like, how have we never heard of this hotel before? Yeah, how not? How it's have we not? So cool. I'm so glad you brought this to everyone's attention. <sighs> I am doing <laughs> the Lord's. I'm doing <laughs> Satan's work. <laughs> Uh, yeah I, so i just think that's kind of interesting that thing of like projecting how they were feeling mm-hmm. and that it's a common theme of people going there and like feeling really yeah. ill almost like they're dying of cancer right and they that's leave so and they sad. feel fine yeah yeah and like and 
I don't know, in my mind, the spirit is like, I want you to know right, what I went to through. know what I felt. Like, yeah. this is a horrible Like, this thing. isn't just like a fun place right. to come be spooked. I want you to know right. what it was like to die yeah. in this place. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Theodora. Yeah. You tell, tell them. them. Theodora. You tell them. Another, another person who stayed in her room. My husband was sleeping with the covers down around his knees. My son saw the covers get lifted up and placed on my husband's chest, but there Hell was no one visible. No. Right? No, no, no. I saw a shadow of a woman move around the room and go out the door that was nailed shut. Mm-mm. Like all these things sound fun to me right now, but if I saw that shit in a hotel room, I think I would freeze. Right. I would just right. like not know what to do. Right? No. Um Mm-mm. apparently she likes her room just so. And so she's like notorious for moving people's stuff around and even like folding their clothes and stuff. Like if they leave it messy and she likes them, they'll come back to a cleaned room. Oh my God. And it wasn't like the housekeeping staff. That's very nice. Yeah. Like someone said that they left, um, like they just took all the spare change out of their pockets. Yeah. And when they came back, it was like stacked in piles <gasps> of like quarters, dimes, nickels. Wow. Oh, weird. Uh, let's see. What else did they say about her? Oh, a hairbrush disappeared from our purse right before we were leaving. It was back in the purse. We looked everywhere in that room for it. We also had a dresser door that just kept opening. We were at the Crescent Saturday, September 19th. After our ghost tour at 730, we were at Theodora's room, door 419, and I didn't know anyone was staying in the room. We pressed our ear against the door, which was greeted by a loud hit to my ear that was on the door. What? Isn't that so creepy? Yes. So they were like outside the hotel room and we're like, let's just listen in to see if we hear anything. And she puts her ear against and the door and something hit. just slams no. on her ear. Also though, creepy if you're listening into someone else's hotel room. I know. So she, like the reason that this woman posted, because she was like, we just assumed that it was whoever was staying in the yeah. room was hitting the door because they didn't want us there. Right. But then I realized afterwards... Maybe that wasn't it. And I'm like, I kind of <laughs> doubt that it was someone staying in the room. Right, like who watching... Like, looked yeah. out the people at the exact right, right moment and when they saw someone at the right. door just decided to hit the right. door right yeah that's... especially if you're staying in her room you're staying there because you right. want to like have an right experience. you're excited so to you would like open yeah. the door and be like oh do you yeah. want to come see it yeah like, yeah, yeah, I would. yeah um yeah isn't that so creepy yeah that's super creepy um someone sat on one of the beds in the middle of the night um keys no. that were put in a specific place were found in a different place and the audio recorder that i left running all night proves that three people were snoring when the keys were moved you can clearly hear them <gasps> jingling oh my god i just got goosebumps for that right <laughs> me too even though i've read this twice already. yeah i want them to do science science i want them to do science on goosebumps and when we hear something scary like mm-hmm. why does it elicit goosebumps i wonder there's gotta be some evolutionary thing for it yeah Hmm. Like maybe it's like the hair standing up in the back of your neck because you're scared and you have to move and run. Get and your um, like your senses are engaging. Yeah. Well, it's like that feeling. Have you, I'm sure you've experienced this where you're standing in a bathroom and you're alone, like a public restroom. And, but yeah. all of a sudden you just get this feeling. Totally. And you feel like I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is I that? think that uh, that like there's probably a supernatural um like explanation for it but my personal opinion is that like we're more attuned to things than we realize and you are either hearing something that you Mm. can't even consciously Mm -hmm. hear or smelling something Mm -hmm. or like feeling some vibration Mm -hmm. in the ground where you're like something's coming this way Mm -hmm. and i need to not be here for it well i hate it It makes me scared every time i feel it (laughs) (sighs) totally but it's good because it it means you're keeping yourself Mm -hmm. safe this is just a random these are just other random comments of like um stories that i found spooky this is another room that's haunted 
My wife and I stayed in room 202 on Thursday night, not having any information about this hotel besides the basic haunted stories. We just came for dinner and had an overwhelming feeling we should spend the evening. Mm. Got room 202 by chance and had no clue it had past stories. My wife took a bath and when she got out, the jets would not turn off. So I went in. They shut off just fine. Then we went to sleep and the jets turned themselves <gasps> back on four times throughout the night. And I had to go in and physically push the button off again. We assumed it was a glitch, but maybe it could be a ghost. Then today I find a post from 2012 that it happened to another guest. Right? Um, then I woke up. Then at 3 a.m. I woke up to what I thought was my wife moaning and crying in her sleep from a bad dream. And Isn't I tried 3 a.m. the witching hour? 100%. Yep. It lasted for 10 minutes. The next day she said she had no bad dreams. I couldn't tell if it was her for sure, but it was coming for sure right next to me. Then on top I would of hope it, that Ben would know if it sounded, if it like, sounded me moaning like me or moaning or someone else moaning. Right? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> then on top of that, I found a post that someone else heard the same moaning in the same room. So my question is, is this some sort of extra prank they pull on guests in order to make it seem more haunted? Or does this make sense to other believers? <laughs> this guy was like in earnest. I love that he's like, no, I'm not a, I'm not a believer. I want to hear from the other yeah. believers. Yeah. Does this make sense to you guys? Yeah. So then someone replied, we had that same room about a month ago. Everything was fine until we were in the main living room waiting on pizza and the jets what jet went off on its oh own oh my god and i was like at first i was like okay there's just something wrong with the right bathroom. right yeah that would but then my when you read thought. like and i'll continue reading this comment but like there's a bunch of comments over like the last 10 years of this happening wow. over and over like they would have fixed it if something mm-hmm. was wrong so we called maintenance up and he fixed it and did this to us every 30 minutes or so up until we laid down at 11 to go to sleep and then it magically stopped all night Almost like a ghost was wanting to mess with us, but not pester us and give us any loss of sleep. Never went off that night, but the next day started back up again. <gasps> right? Goosebumps again. Stayed in the same room. This is another comment. Stayed in the same room with the jets turning on by themselves all night. Wow. Then another comment. I stayed in this room a couple of years ago. We did not realize it was a haunted room until we took the ghost tour and was led directly to the door. The entire night I had this uneasy feeling that someone or something was watching me try to fall asleep. Then at 3 a.m. the jets started going off out of nowhere and it scared the shit out of me so bad that I woke up my girlfriend and made her go turn it off. Oh my god. What a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Room 306 was the first room we stayed in several years back and the one that got us hooked. The laughing children and bouncing ball, a woman talking to the children. There was a knocking banging type that was pretty consistent. It was not the ball. I was thinking, my gosh, this place is loud. We couldn't figure out if the knocking slash banging sound was coming from upstairs or next door. So my husband put his hand on the wall to see if he could tell when he felt a real fast tapping on the palm of his hand. (gasps) He jumped back and the look on his face I will never forget. From that moment forward, everything fell silent. We asked the front desk about all the children. They said that none were above us or on our floor. Pretty oh crazy. Oh, God. Isn't that so scary? Yes. You hear tapping on the wall, so you put your hand Mm-mm. in something that like, no. knocks on your hand. Mm-mm. Yeah. Big fuck no. No. Do you see now I have so many candles lit? Yes. So many candles. <laughs> we need so many. Um, my sister and I stayed on the third floor, but I'm not sure of the room number. I woke up in the middle of the night because someone was playing with my hair. No. I finally got tired of it and screamed at my sister to stop. But when I looked over at her, she was fast asleep snoring. Oh, my Needless God. to say, I did not sleep much the rest of the night. But honestly... My dream ghost is one that would play with it's my one hair because, my hair because I always so want good. Matt to do that. And he's ben will like, do it for like a little bit and then go to sleep. I'm like, no, 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 please. I know. I'm like, Matthew, what I need for you is to um, massage my back and yes. my scalp and play with my hair until, until I, I fall asleep. asleep. <laughs> you need to like listen for my breathing to change. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? So all we need is a ghost. What you need is to have a baby because then you can hold it over his head forever. Because yes. Matt will go, when, it's my, when is it my turn for a back rub? I'm like, oh, do you want to have the next one? You can carry the next baby and... And deliver it to the world. Yeah. And then you can nurse it with your body for two years. Does that sound fair? He's like, fine, roll over. Yeah, roll over. I'll, I'll rub your fucking back. 
<laughs> every time it's every like time. my okay, best good. my best good. work <laughs> oh this one was really cute i caught an evp in that room it's electronic voice, voice phenomena oh there you go you got it I learned that from zach bagan with his big hair <laughs> he's good for something after all <laughs> The voice was actually caring. I left the recorder on and left my three little dogs in the room while I went downstairs to three check out the dogs. gift shop. Three dogs? They allow mm-hmm. pets? I guess Three so. of them? This hotel keeps getting better and right? better. Ghosts and dogs. When I got home, I played the EVP on my Bluetooth speaker. One of my dogs was upset about being left in the room, and I heard a strange voice in the room consoling my dog and giving him comfort. Aww. There was nothing malicious whatsoever. That's Stayed probably why the dog was time. freaking out, because there was a fucking ghost in the room. Right? Like, maybe you should just leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't whining because you left. It was whining because you left it alone with a ghost. A, ghost. <laughs> a few years ago, we were in one of the rooms, and as we entered, we heard the water come on. We looked in the bathroom in time to see the sink filling up with the stopper pulled up. Weird, eh? Yeah. Lots of weird stuff about water. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, is that like <gasps> correlated with the springs? Yes. You know, like, oh my God. It's just something, some spooky energy around water there. Well, and you have to think if this, you know, if those native legends are true. True. There's got to be a lot of natives who passed away there or some kind of mm-hmm. burial grounds or something. Mm-hmm. And as we know, those are haunted. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you build a big white scam hotel. Yeah, on top of them. exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. So apparently the dining room is another place that has frequent paranormal occurrences. A lot of people like dressed in Victorian era wear have been spotted. It's my dream to see this. Right? There's a handsome man with a mustache and a beard. And if you try talking to him, he just sits there quietly and then disappears. Isn't that crazy? People have seen groups of people dancing in like full dress attire, what? like whirling around the room. A woman who used to be a waitress there said that when she was looking, like once she was like in the big ballroom mm-hmm. and she, there's like a huge mirror on the wall and she was looking in it and in the reflection, she saw a Victorian bride and groom and the groom made eye contact with her. And when she turned around, the room was empty. Oh my God. That's so cool. Also, what a little sleaze ball! You shouldn't be making eye contact with this living woman. You should just be looking at your bride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay in your own lane, yeah. sir. You just got married. You are... Like unloyal, yes, disloyal, yeah, even as a ghost bag. <laughs> um, once during the Christmas season, the staff returned in the morning to find that the Christmas tree and all the decorative packages underneath it had been moved to the other side of the room, and then all the chairs had been moved into a big circle facing the tree. I don't know why that that's like an AA meeting me in front of the tree. <laughs> yeah. Another time, the dining room staff arrived to find the room in perfect order, except for all the menus that had been left on the tables were scattered all around the room. Wow, they hate Christmas, right? This is like, there's a couple stories that the hotel themselves um, shared on their website. They said, guests who revisited our hotel recently and retook the ghost tour took delight in recounting a story that had happened to them at the Crescent some 10 years earlier. They said they had arrived around two o'clock in the one spring afternoon for an early check-in. They got their key to room 221 and proceeded to take the elevator to the second floor. When the elevator door opened, standing there, seemingly waiting for them, was a man in an all-black Victorian-style outfit. The man asked if he could show the couple to their room, thinking, oh, he's a hotel employee. So they told the man they were in room 221, and they handed them their key. Upon arriving at room 221, the helpful man unlocked the door, pushed it open, remained just outside the doorway, smiling and tilting his head to the side repeatedly. Ew. Which is weird. Like... That's I hate that. <laughs> yeah. The guest quietly turned to her husband and suggested, like, maybe he's waiting for a tip. And in the nanosecond that it took her husband to turn to hand the oh man a tip, he was gone. Nowhere to be seen down the long hallway. Bobblehead Bob. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they said they were puzzled but not concerned. The couple relaxed in their room until they left for their scheduled evening ghost tour. Following the tour, they returned to their room only to discover that their key would not unlock their door. So they went down to the front desk. 
The clerk apologized and said by mistake he'd given them the key to room 321 instead of 221 at check-in. So they explained, no, our key worked when the employee (gasps) let let us into our room. And they described the helpful man in his attire. And the front desk clerk was like, we don't have anyone working here who looks like that. And none of our employees (gasps) wear Victorian outfits. Oh, my God. And they never saw that man again. So wait, the ghosts have keys to the room, <laughs> or just like he used his magic powers to unlock it? Oh my god, that's so weird! His magic, powers. like my dad will say, "Oh, that's one of those stories where it's so good. If it's not true, it should be." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I kind of feel about it. Like it's probably not true, but it yeah, should be because it it's a great be. story. Wow. Um, okay, yeah, so your next movie homework is to watch 1408 because it's not based on this at all, but it's like a haunted hotel. Oh, it's haunted hotel, and right. creepy stuff happens in it. And oh really is it scary yes and john cusack is in it oh, yes so please good. and thank you so watch it because it'll give you vibes of this like mm. really weird stuff happens mm-hmm. creepy stuff mm-hmm. this is completely unrelated to hauntings but more fun kind yes. of history so in 2019 the hotel's landscaper was using a backhoe to clear like an area because they're going to put an archery range in mm. she noticed there was like a whole bunch of glass and she could hear glass so she was like what the hell is this she looked and she realized like, oh, I'm disrupting something important because this is like really, these are old glass bottles. Oh. So she stopped what she was doing. They called the Arkansas Department of Environmental Quality and the, also the state police to determine that it wasn't a crime scene or a mm-hmm. burial site because they were just like, there's a bunch of glass in the yeah. ground. So the Department of Environmental Quality took samples and they were all these old bottles. They said the liquid in the bottles is mostly alcohol. So there's like no hazmat concern. Mm-hmm. So they were like explore away basically. And what was subsequently uncovered was more than 400 bottles containing tissue samples, <gasps> likely from 1938 to 1940 when were Baker was tumors? operating the hotel. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So according to the lore surrounding the hotel, Baker had had like rows and rows of jars of samples of tumors oh that he'd removed from patients. And I'll show you this picture and we'll put it on Facebook or on Instagram. I guess Facebook too. Uh. He had put in a full page advertisement that had pictures of the jars and like the, filled with stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. And that said, like, look at this is all the cancer I removed. <gasps> um, <sighs> again, he said he didn't do surgical intervention. So I don't know why yeah, he's I don't showing get pictures it. of tumors. Anyway, the bottles in the advertisement look exactly like the bottles that they unearthed on and the And these property. were just found on the grounds. So they were, they were um, buried in the ground. So he buried them. So, no. So the Arkansas Archaeological Survey came to help safely dig up the materials. And they agreed that that's what they discovered. They discovered oh Baker's old bottles. So an employee of the hotel said that they were told that all of Baker's specimens had been taken to the dump in the 60s. But, like, so they assumed that meant, like, the county dump. Yeah. But what they did was they just dumped them on the property and covered <gasps> them with dirt. Oh, my So God. they said it looked like it was maybe an old root cellar. So they just, like, dumped all his shit in an old root and cellar and put it. dirt on top of it. Oh, my God. It. Yeah, so all his stuff is there. What treasures lie underground right? now? So more than 20 bottles that they dug up contained what appears to be tissue still floating in alcohol. Oh, my God. And then a hun- one, like about 100 other bottles that had leaked due to like the lids decaying still contained tissue samples that were pickled and preserved. Ew. Yeah. They even found a few vials of what they think was his cure, his oh injection. Isn't that crazy? What did they do with it? Um, like they put it on display. They put it on display in the hotel. Oh, it's in the hotel. Oh my God. Uh-huh. We have to so go. the last thing that they found were 16 millimeter film reels and the words on one of the frames that they could make out said before Baker treatments. So I guess that was like 
you know, his documentation of patients when they arrived or something. But then I never, so like I found that article, yeah. I found a bunch of articles outlining the discovery and then I never found a follow-up article of like, wow, I don't know what they found or if they tested, because they said that they were maybe going to test the tissue to see like, was it actually human? Yeah. Could they identify like genealogically right. whose tissue right. this like, is? Like to tell these people this, your family member probably died right? here. But um, <sighs> nothing. Yeah. It's weird. It's like they were his like like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, like my precious. Like my right. my little Yeah. Like he kept all these Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I guess he just like went he was arrested and went to prison, so all his shit was still there. Apparently like his his like morgue equipment is still there. Ew. Yeah, like I don't know if it's like the refrigerator or what, but like the gurneys and stuff. Some the of thought his stuff of is buying a hotel that has a a morgue in it. Mm-mm. I know. I yeah. Well, I'll show you. I'll show you photos. Yes, of it. I want to see photos so bad. Um, my like sort of conclusion was basically that what I'm learning from doing this podcast is that haunted places in America are just turning out to be places with like really rich history. Yeah. So like it's kind of sure. fun for me unraveling yeah, all of it. And, I like, love the that. Payoff well, you is know, I love spooky, history, it's but like so good. yeah, like the history is very intriguing. The history is more interesting than the people's ghost stories. Yeah, I know. I kind of like each time I've done the haunted house. I'm I can't like, believe we've never heard of that. I know. I'm kind of like, oh, I thought that the um, like the part that was most compelling would be the haunted house right. stories, but I kind of like enjoy the history more. But it like kind of proves that, you know, we like we said to Shannon, like you know, there can be like an energy to a place that's totally. left over, and w- in a place like this, how much energy has passed through those walls, and how much like crazy shit has happened. Right. So it makes sense that a place like that would be haunted. Like you're 100%. not going to have like a haunted building that's had like two people in it. That's like yeah. has no energy at all. This is one of his ads. Oh my God. Atop the Ozarks where sick folks get well. Wow. It looks just like the Switzerland a, of a mark. I mean, it's such a marketing. That's right? Switzerland. Wow. What a beautiful hotel. Isn't that pretty? America's most beautiful hospital resort. So this is like his little magazine advertising it. How bizarre. Patients live in a large hotel. No hospital environment. So, like, do you think we can post pictures that people posted? Yeah, it's on the internet. On that Facebook group? I yeah, I don't have a problem okay. with it. If they want credit, they can yeah. message us. <laughs> I just am staring at this. Like, what? Because mm-hmm. in one way, it's like the hands of the old guy are in a similar fashion. I know, but it doesn't, but the way that the, it's facing. No, yeah. It we'll doesn't. post this photo so you can see. And but what's like, funny is the woman's hands are in that way, too. It's almost like it's mocking them. Oh, yeah. And the little girl's eyes are creepy. <laughs> Wow, that's that's yeah. I waited very through a compelling. lot of way to go. Garbage it's a good to find. get to this. Okay, this one is also kind of weird. Someone zoomed in, but it looks like there's people standing at the end of the hallway. Oh yeah, and like a very kinda Victorian creepy, style right? thing. Right? It was like a sweet old lady, so I don't think she was lying. Right, but it could have been a lot of things. This one, do you see where the white arrow is pointing? It yeah. kind of looks like there's someone standing there, but they said there was no one there. Oh, I totally. It looks like there's feet and right? an arm. But then sometimes I'm like, are you sure there was no one right. there? Right, like it was dark in there. Are you yeah. sure? Like, how can you be so right positive? Okay, so that is his. We have proof of our success. Those this are is the- his ad, and those are some of the bottles that they found. Damn. Cool, eh? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And they said that they only dug up like a sample, and there's more. Wow. There were more bottles underground. This is from when it was a women's college. Oh, not cool. I love their outfits. That's um, Norm. Oh, that's him? 
You know I love me a silver fox. I do know. I do know. He's got some brows on him. Apparently he was very charming. And look at that cigar. Long, wispy hair. Yeah, he looks like he could do some business. <sighs> if he's he told got me that- he'd cure my cancer, mm-hmm. I'd be like... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm a married woman. I mean, I guess if I had to go to a hospital, I'd like to go to one like that. Wow. I do think that a lot of the, like, it's the most haunted hotel in America is marketing by the current owners. But... 9,600 people in this Facebook group. And yeah, like, they're doing something People posting right. all the time. I don't know. That's like, it's enough to make me pay attention. For sure. Yeah, so I feel like we should go there. Yeah, definitely. But then there were like people who commented like, oh, we stayed in Michael's room and like nothing happened. We had mm. a nice visit, but nothing happened. Yeah, I mean, it would suck to go all the way there. <laughs> right? I'm like, so we're here in Eureka Springs. Hey. And there's the ghosts are a little Arkansas. quiet. <laughs> I honestly could not show you on a map where we are right now. I have always been curious to see the Ozarks. I don't really know anything about it, but I feel like it's a place I should I know see. there's a show with uh, Jason Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> will Jason be making an appearance? Yeah, will he? be around <laughs> um, wow that's yeah. fascinating yeah kind of fun mm. kind of fun i wonder why it's not more known i know maybe because it's in arkansas <laughs> sorry arkansas, sorry, arkansas. <laughs> sorry to our dedicated listeners in arkansas <laughs> beautiful state you have yes there. yes we can't wait to visit <laughs> here's the look on your face <laughs> no i will go to this hotel and yeah, apparently no. it's a cute town yeah too. okay people said there's like um cute little like coffee roastery and stuff like that uh, you know we love a good coffee roastery right i'm like mm-hmm. all right Eureka I see Springs. You. Yeah, also i i think you can like they have a big spa when the people renovated it they built this huge spa oh. so um there's like you can still go get like your healing springs like treatments sign us and up lord knows i'm about to be 31 <laughs> in welcome to the week? club sister oh god is it next week i'll do anything to look younger yeah, except other than yourself. diet and yeah. exercise, I won't do oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Taking good care of myself and eating healthy. No, but other than that, oh, yeah. and fillers, I won't do that either. You're going to love these because oh, they're right there. They're ready to get them. <gasps> are they cookies? These are sugar cookies. Yes get into it's it literally all i want in this life is a sugar cookie oh they're really good oh my god <laughs> they're soft mm. <laughs> they're perfect they're really good they're really cute too and easy mm-hmm. easy to make just sugar butter flour vanilla i'm just gonna put a couple right here you know the full too. recipe would have used eggs but it was so little that i just cut the egg out and it was fine you can't even tell no nope. baking Actually, powder, baking soda um when, when I've been making my nightly cookie, cookie dough. dough to eat, I just stop putting egg in. Yeah. And I just do a little dab of canola oil just for like <gasps> yeah. texture, mm-hmm. you know, to make mm-hmm. sure that it's still like mm-hmm. liquid enough. Um, and it told you can't even I tell. know. And, and obviously you don't need the egg in this. It was fine. Oh, so what delicious. is the point of the egg? <laughs> <laughs> it's the big, the big chicken industry is behind it. <laughs> the large chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like big pharma like big yeah. farm big uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. the hundreds big of thousands of dollars that my father paid <laughs> cumulatively for my education <laughs> sorry dad well he doesn't listen so i'm putting it to he, use he doesn't need to be disappointed in me right no now. he doesn't so the woman we're going to cover today it's weird because i can't find like the initial 
like report on her missing um oh, sad. well or not at least just not like a really detailed report the the most recent thing i can find is that they've like kind of ended the they, they had issued a clear um alert for her being missing which i hadn't heard of a clear alert before. no i don't know what that is what is it so a clear alert is a coordinated law enforcement adult rescue it's it's wow. kind of confusing because I feel like clear would mean like we're all we're good. All clear, yeah. <laughs> Should be like not, not so. clear alert. Yeah, <laughs> weird. So the woman we're looking for, her name is Camarina Trujillo Perez. She's thirty eight years old. She was last seen in the twenty one four hundred block of Derby Day Avenue at four a.m. So this is in Pflugerville, Texas, um, and the Travis County Sheriff's Office is who is looking for Camarina. She was in a twenty fourteen blue Chevy T- Sonic. Um, with a Texas license plate FZH0400, or in a 2014 black Toyota Tundra with a Texas plate CVH2575. Oh, man. So So she is missing with her, I'm assuming it's her boyfriend, Luis Montez. Oh, no. So I'm assuming one of those cars was hers and one of those Mm. was his. She's a white female, 5'5", 130 pounds, black hair, brown eyes. And like I said, they're also looking for Luis Montez. It could be Louis. I'm not sure how he pronounces it. And he's six foot one, 220 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. Oh, man. Um, but as of three days ago, this alert that they'd put out, this clear alert had been discontinued. But her family, you know, has said, like, we know she wouldn't just like up and leave. Like, there's no that that wouldn't happen. So, like, we need to find her. It's so basically they just like one day couldn't get a hold of her anymore. And they're like, she's right. gone. But there's no reason for her to not be here. Right. Exactly. Like, someone made her not be here. Um, a Sergeant Sylvia Leal says evidence strongly indicates that Camarina Perez did not willingly leave her family job and life behind. We need to find her and Louise Montez as quickly as possible. Shit. How long ago was this? This was just January 27th when oh, her vehicle was man. last seen reportedly traveling north through Temple, Texas. Oh, God. Uh, detectives are exploring that tip, but they're not ruling out the possibility that her vehicle could be anywhere in this area, the state of Texas or beyond. So, you know, of course, they're asking friends of Camarina and Louise, mm-hmm. especially those who have seen or had contact with them since January 24th when they went missing to get in touch. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Travis County Sheriff's Office at 512-974-0845. But there's like zero information about her, about like w- theories or Man. where was she last seen. It's just like very vague. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, this is pretty recent. So hopefully yeah. some information will come out. Hopefully they'll be safe and sound and be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. But sad, sad and scary. Yeah. As always, sad and scary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, truly. And I always think like, okay, if, if one of us went missing. Right. Right? Who would look for us? Yeah. And like, I know the response would be different. So. Fucked up. Keep an eye out. Keep an ear out. Hopefully we'll have an update. Yeah. We'll post on social media. As always, Easy Bake Coven podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Let us know if you know of a missing woman who needs her story told. Mm-hmm. A good thing. Oh, a good have thing. One? Um, I mine yet. Well, I have a big good thing that we're going to talk about next week when it's more of a sure good thing. Mm-hmm. So tune in for that, folks. <laughs> Lisa and I are going to um, annul our marriages, and at that Annulope. time we'll be officially married. Yep. Breaking news. So the paper, you know, annulment paperwork. Yeah. Got to get a judge. <laughs> Taking a long time. <laughs> 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 ha ha ha. Uh, um, but what's a good thing I can share right now? Um. Oh, I have a good thing. Okay, I know. Oh. Okay. Um, ben had one more birthday surprise for me last week, <gasps> and it was with you. Why are oh. you acting surprised? <laughs> Why do I always do this? <laughs> I always act like I don't know every detail of every day of your life. <laughs> and he Haley. took me and Haley and Matt to a 
Kraken game. So fun. Which, if you're not from Seattle or follow anything about hockey, that is our new hockey team. And they lost, but that was fine. It was still fun. It was still super fun. Um, and, you know, I told Haley this, that growing up, I was a big Lightning fan, having you know grown up in Florida. And so we had season tickets to the Lightning, and I just have always loved it. And so it was super fun to be with people we love at a sport we love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like normal life. It felt yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks, Ben. <laughs> thanks benji you're the best and thank you guys for and thank you Lori, for coming out and watching russell and great. yeah it's just so so cute so mm-hmm. it's really fun mm-hmm. yeah what's your one good thing i don't want to do the same thing <sighs> these are dark days <laughs> i know i was gonna say my good thing is that we made it through fucking january like that was gonna be my good thing but that's a really downer thing yeah, so that can't be the good thing <laughs> I know that I am not, my life is not that sad, that that's the only good thing. Mm. Good. You're like, the truck has come. What else is there to look no, forward to? I got a truck. I just uh, work until I die. Mm-hmm. Capitalism is all consuming. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, I have another tattoo appointment. <gasps> oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. did you talk about that already? No, no, no. Another one. Oh, another one. Is this yeah. for the Dahlia's like, or for Stella? No. Um, there's like this gal called Emily Rose tattoos in Seattle that I really like. Um, and she just has a really cool style. And But she's doing this thing where when you like you get on her wait list, then she lets you know when it's your turn to book. So I'm like, my appointment's the end of March. How long have you been on her wait list? Uh, a couple months. Oh, okay. Yeah, not too bad. And then... Um, she's not doing like custom tattoos anymore she has like a book of available flash that are designs oh, wow. that she wants to tattoo huh. and when you you don't get to see it you, like i guess you can join her patreon and like look at her flash oh. but you you show up the day of your appointment and she's like these are the available designs and then you just choose oh one my God, that's so scary so I was like book it why not oh my god what kind of, what's her style um <clears throat> like black line work oh, cool. um like lots of do you know like the charts that are like old um like photos of flowers and stuff like that like species oh, yeah, of yeah, flowers yeah 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 like almost science of drawings of yeah, flowers. yeah yeah oh those yeah. are beautiful um so she's got like a lot of really cool flowers so i was like okay oh, that'll be we'll, fun like, add a flower and yeah. are you gonna make it part of your sleeve or somewhere else yeah i think probably just like somewhere on my arm yeah and then she kind of has like some cool wrapping vines and stuff like oh, that cool. so that might be kind of cool to add like some movement who knows like who knows? we'll just yeah. see when we show right. up and if it's like a small one then she could do another one right you have like three hours i think can so. you make any alterations to it or no it's what you get. i think if it's like a minor like yeah. oh could you make it so it's bigger here so it fits better there yeah. or whatever and then like yeah. she will but and it's just just black line work uh-huh oh, cool uh-huh um and then i found who i want to do my <clears throat> my stella tattoo in, in portland oh cool yeah so her books are closed right now but they'll open up at the end of this month february nice. so they'll I'll get that scheduled too. <gasps> it's exciting yeah i'm like oh fuck i gotta like yeah I, I get so nervous about like oh i don't know exactly what i want yeah. so i shouldn't do it and i'm like nah fuck it yeah it's just my it. body <laughs> It's gonna look it's like, like the look at it in ten years anyway. You know, like, who gives a shit? I just get nervous about how they heal. Like I, w- I've, I joined this Reddit group that shows like bad healing tattoos. Yeah, but not even bad. Like things that like fifty years later, it's like oh, look oh. at the blowouts and look. But at this the, is the thing: fifty years from now, we're gonna look like shit. Regardless, yeah, that's true. You're right. That's you're what right. I'm telling myself anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna be a wrinkly old. You know, yeah, who's no one's gonna want to look at my skin at all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, fuck, you know. But then I look at Ben's tattoo, and it's healed super well. Uh-huh. Um, 
like the it's worth the investment yeah yeah and i mean i think because it's such bold colors like he showed me pictures from when he first got it and it looks great and it's been yeah. like over 10 years so mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i mean there's such a thing to finding your artist like the right artist totally actually when i was looking up news stories for today mm-hmm. there was some dumb i didn't even click on it but it was about a woman who had a tattoo done poorly oh, no. and like within three months you could see it fade like obviously they hadn't gone deep enough into oh the skin, yeah, yeah yeah but it's like you can't just pick a random art like you have to look at their work yeah. and like make sure yeah. they're good and you know uh-huh. there's people that i'd like to travel to oh yeah like there's one most of my LA. favorite tattoo artists live in like switzerland or another right? country or something i know and <laughs> instagram like my explore page is always yeah tattoo artists and it's always like london and i'm like right. no I can't show me people yeah. that are like within a five hour right. drive right we um i've told you this we watched <laughs> binge oh, yeah. so many seasons of ink master it's so funny when you're like oh like talking about like technique i'm like i don't even know what the fuck that is you know more well, about I tattoos than so I do. much watching that show mm-hmm. like things that i mean i don't even have any tattoos but i love them and mm-hmm. i want to get one one day hopefully um but just learning about get, like, like a bloody pie piece with me yes, for ebc super fun i would love that <sighs> i'm into it watching them like call out things like things that when i if if i were to look at the tattoo with a naked eye I'd be like oh that's dope and then yeah. they'll zoom in and be like look at these blowouts look at these crooked lines this is bullshit and and you're like, like oh, shit. oh my god you're right when i was in high school mm-hmm. i really wanted to get a tattoo and i'm oh. so glad i didn't <laughs> i wanted i'm so ashamed to say this but whatever we're all friends here mm-hmm. We already know we're idiots. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get vampire bites on my head <laughs> because of Twilight. No, oh my god! I did not know you were that into it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I only it. ever knew you when it was like a funny thing. But I liked it from the books, not yeah. from the movies. Yeah, well, I mean, I eventually did like really movies because I was an idiot. But I loved the books, and oh I was just god. like, oh my god, yes, I need that. And I'm, I'm so, so glad, glad that you were not legally allowed to do that. You know. <laughs> God, just imagine two red dots on my hip with blood coming how could you oh, you'd have to idiot. you'd have to get it removed yes what a moron well this has been fantastic and i love learning about the crescent inn yes that is right it's called yeah. the crescent, okay. Okay. crescent hotel <laughs> yeah. crescent in hotel Plaza. they call it now they call it the 1886 crescent hotel or something like that mm. i don't know why I think. they're like it's historic yeah they don't like forget added the, it's on the national register of historic places ghosts live here <laughs> love it <laughs> well folks as always don't forget to keep it spooky and make it sweet happy Happy haunting